For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 198 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And he's here in person. Doesn't get any better. I just soloed on that thing, Mm. y'all. And we got Mrs. Jesse McGarity, the Batman to my Robin. I'm here in spirit. Jesse's definitely... We were talking about this on the way home. Jesse's definitely Batman. I am not. You're the Batman. I mean, so I'm not that gloomy, but I am like a pessimist. So I don't know. Me, I'm just like, gee golly, Batman. I would maybe. Would you look at that giant Tie Fighter? I'd probably like do some good like roundhouse kicks. And Jesse's like, justice. I'm not wearing hockey pads. I'm the knight. I do also like to drive cars fast hey that's all you need um uh, now i need the money <laughs> you i'll figure it out okay. i'll be batman uh, i don't like this idea of jesse becoming an actual vigilante i don't know i could try it out if she had a bat suit i don't know man it'd be nice to see her try christian bale sure to get his ass beat he's he was fighting the joker i know but and then bane powerful light powerful dark like if she I'll, becomes I'll a vigilante a joker will show up eventually. The Birmingham Baron I'm not would that, arise. I'm not that powerful, so it'll be an equally powerful dark. Not you at know? the second. But mm-hmm. once the dark rises, then you also become powerful as it rises. I, I don't know if that's how Batman works. Like, he doesn't become more powerful. I mean, I guess the more money he spends. I see. And there's training. A, the more you do it, I to, guess the better you get. To me, like, you know how the attribute skills are? One decreases as the other raises. As he gets older, his wisdom and maybe tactical cunning and threat become more dangerous as his physical prowess and strength become less. Not to a less superhuman degree, but maybe as not as much as it was when he was in his peak 30s. You know, 45-year-old Batman, I don't know. I don't know anything about physical prowess. A 50-year-old Batman can't hit like mm, 30, you know, 30-year-old Batman. I wouldn't think. Well, I'm only 29. So... I could try it out for a couple I of years. I seen the Batman movie one time. 
And it was not very good. He had a Batman credit card. He also had bat <laughs> nipples, if I recall. Guys, we went to Star Wars Celebration. We did. And Will is here. And he I heard that it was such a good time. It was a great time. That I needed and to we're come having, here about it. We're having our own mini celebration here. <clears throat> um, so I guess that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Star Wars Celebration. I have been excited for days waiting to hear about how it went. It went really well, for the most part. You know, little hiccups here and there. Any of the spiritual nature? Um, so... Any ghost hiccups? Possibly. We'll get to it all. Okay, all right. I was jumping the gun, because I really want to hear about it, I guess. Somebody's got to steer the ship a little bit. Okay. Oh, Captain. You're the captain captain now? I'm the captain now. (laughs) Oh, I like that! (laughs) And let the spirit of Kia D wash over me. And, that, and then I'm the captain now. Kia D. Now I'm just going to be finding reasons to hit the different buttons. Hey, I like it. I haven't been on an episode of Blue Harvest where you've used the... The buttons? The buttons the in buttons. person. Um, so yeah, I guess we're just going to go over the information from Star Wars Celebration. Phil will in on anything he hasn't heard about yet. <coughs> And um, I don't know. Just see where it takes us. We got a bunch of voicemails and emails from you guys. We're going to get to as many as possible. Because we are backed up. I'm so sorry. We got so many voicemails and emails. Need a dose of fiber. We'll get to them though. We're all backed up. Some cheese in those voicemails. (laughs) Get me all backed up. Some Velveeta voicemails. The con food. Can I... Speaking of which. Can I make just like... The slightest public service announcement slash gripe about how people act in public with one very specific to me thing. So like, you know, you're at a con, you're at Star Wars Celebration. Right. At a certain point, when you go to the restroom, it's always packed. It's a big convention center, right? And there's constantly people needing to relieve themselves. Right. And I understand like it's packed. So people are going to be in the handicap stall, right? Totally get that. I'm not going to complain about that. What I'm going to complain about is if you're in the handicap stall, don't be checking out your fucking Grand Admiral Thrawn costume and making sure your shit is tight in the handicap stall. Oh, I didn't even think of it, but it just popped in my brain. I bet the handicap stall is always commandeered by the cosplayer. Right. Yeah. Trying to dress up or adjust costume or, you know. And yeah, and it never seems like they're doing any business. They're just in there checking their shit. Or getting dressed. I've seen people in there getting dressed in your cosplay. I understand there's a lot of room. It's the most in there. real estate. Yeah. But come on. You know what? Do that out. Do that in, in the space between the stall and the sink. If you're gonna I mean, if you need to you know, if your twig and berries is gonna be out there, you know. Yeah, I ain't looking for change someone. your under drawers behind a I ain't looking for someone to show me off their 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 dangling. Like I ain't trying to get dick rickets. Mm. Dick rickets. I don't know. What? <laughs> you know what rickets is, right? Rickets is a disease. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it has something to do with your joints and your hands or something. Yeah. I but got rickets. So, in your dick? Yeah, dick rickets. Did Tiny about, Tim have rickets? I don't know. Um, that's just something that, like, several times I was like, man, I really, I really need to go to the bathroom. And there's a ton of people in here. Fine. But if you're just in there adjusting your costume or getting all your regalia on, like, come on. 
I don't think people intentionally like. I just don't think they think about it. I they think, always feel like an asshole, right? When they come out, I've, a couple of times they've made eye contact, and I have seen like my bad oh, in dude. their eyes. I'm and, sorry. I'm sorry. And a couple of times I've also seen like, look how badass I look. It was worth it. He's flexing for you before you go in. <laughs> how much does how a much, little DBZ pose? You much, want a picture? How much water you been drinking, wheelchair boy? Yeah, you gotta go wee wee, do you? Do you gotta go wee wee? Well, look at me, I'm Grand Admiral Fawn. Look at me, I'm gorgeous. Look at this blue face paint, and you wonder to yourself, is my dick painted blue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I needed the stall. The pee hole is red. The red eyed red eyed snake. Yikes. The red eyed blue snake of. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Red pee hole. That's a disease. Dick rickets. <laughs> that's what happens when you get dick rickets. Your dick turns Grand Admiral Thrawn blue and like the hole is red. It's got to rot off right after that. The prognosis isn't great. <laughs> Outcome grim. You might want to look in the hospice. <laughs> dick hospice. Oh. Oh. They put your little dick on a bed. <laughs> I don't. I don't like where this Give is going. Give it a morphine drip. <laughs> Call in his last rites. Yeah. <laughs> Priest comes by. And gets your <laughs> I know my Sunday. <laughs> Sprinkles some holy water mm. on it, and it burns on the blue part. <laughs> Sizzles. Little puff of smoke. He has that demon dick. Okay, we gotta. It got phallic quick. We gotta usually save that for later in the game. Oh my god! I think I might have just had a full on fucking mental break. So that was your favorite part of celebration. Yeah, yeah. What just happened there? You know what I think? I think there should be a button at the front of the line. So like when you make it to the front of the line, you're the you're the next person waiting for a stall Mm -hmm. that maybe has a handicap you know, button that lights up right above the handicap stall. So the person in the handicap stall can see that there's a handicapped person currently waiting for that stall. You want to go on Shark Tank with this idea? We should, actually. And it should be high enough so that everyone in the bathroom and who's waiting can see it so that it's like automatic shame if you don't get your shit out of that stall pretty damn quick. It starts flashing like a <laughs> as it time As the time progresses. When you're on an open <laughs> mic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know we can't call the episode Dick Ricketts, but what about Richard Ricketts? <laughs> Richard Ricketts. Um, Richard Ricketts. Richard B. Ricketts. Or Robert Ricketts. Robert Ricketts. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I guess we should go in sort of chronological order with celebration announcements and stuff and get your, your thoughts on them, Will. Tricky Dick Ricketts. Sorry, let's go. <laughs> Tricky Dick Ricketts. <laughs> I was just trying to make it passable. Why would you bring oh. it back around? <laughs> I'm Dick sorry. Ricketts P.I. I, I couldn't let it Dick, go there for a second. Dick Ricketts P.I. Oh. oh. Just trying to make a few dollars <laughs> to save my dick. His dick's got like a little fedora and a <laughs> trench coat on it. <laughs> Smokes unfiltered cigarettes and drives around in a giant yellow Buick. A barracuda. Why would you bring it back like that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To me. We were going on. The last thing I heard was chronological order. And then my brain just said tricky dick. And it just came right out of my mouth. My filter. I'm sorry. 
Tricky Dick Rickards. <laughs> Ricketts came right out of your mouth. Came right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> what have you heard about? What What's like been, not going to celebration, what, I'm trying, trying to right this ship. I'm the captain now and I ran us right into the Tricky Dick Rickards <laughs> iceberg. <laughs> you can't even say it correctly anymore. Um, So, I heard and saw the Mandalorian stuff on the live uh and then you showed me yeah we had to watch a old bootleggy yeah i saw that on youtube when i got here saw the episode nine stuff episode nine stuff i saw perfect jedi fallen order stuff. jedi fallen order stuff i saw the trailer perfect. incredible um was it the rebels trailer there was a with a resistance oh clone wars clone wars i always do that I always do that um the clone wars trailer for the new right. season of that incredible um I don't know if there I was a I haven't even seen that yet. I haven't seen it yet either, and I don't think I've seen the Resistance one. If they were, I know they showed a the full first episode, right? Yeah, they showed the first episode of season two. I'm, I may be wrong, but I'm think there's a, a, a trailer, trailer that shows what Ahsoka does when she leaves the Jedi Temple. That's Clone Wars. That's yeah, so they we definitely showed some it. stuff. I don't. I know they showed scenes. I just haven't seen it's it. It's a yet. scene of her talking to Anakin as she's leaving. Mm. Right, and is there one he where he gives see, her the he gives her an army? Yeah, the five hundred first, and they're all look painted badass, painted they, up in her colors they look and stuff. Badass. Okay, cool. Um, so before celebration, or like that first weird, I can't remember what day it was. If it was, it must have been Wednesday. I think it was when we were driving into Chicago. I started seeing all the news about Disney Plus mm-hmm. that was coming out, um, <clears throat> and there was some big Star Wars stuff in there. One of the things I believe that was announced during this was that Alan Tudyk will be playing K2SO in the Cassian series. That's sweet. So that was cool to see. I mean, come on. Made a lot of sense, but it was one of those things that hadn't been confirmed. or The duo that everyone wanted to see more of, mm-hmm. you know, Cassian and K2SO. They also announced the price, six ninety nine a month. Seems like peanuts. Compared to what you're getting. Especially, yeah, you're getting so much content from the start. Um, yeah, and they said a few months back, like in a meeting or something, Bob, oh, Bobby I, Rob, Robert Iger. Bobby Iggs. Bob Iger. Um, <clears throat> he said that it was going to be competitively priced less than the competition because they're not going to have well, at the time he said they're not going to have the crazy amount of content. And when you really think about it with all the Netflix originals and stuff, I can kind of see it. But I don't think 699 is a bad price at all. That's the kind of price that like it'll get me sucked in and I'll be like, ah, why bother about canceling it? It's only 7 bucks." I feel like the out-of-the-gate price to bring everybody in and they may jack it up as they add oh, more content yeah, over that'll, time. That'll go up. There's no way that doesn't go up, son. But it's cert- it certainly seems like it's priced to to draw people in, and I mean, as a you know, I'm sure parents out there are like six ninety nine for every Disney movie. Psh. Yeah, and that's the, what I'm saying. The yeah. Pixar stuff, thirty seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's crazy. All the Star Wars movies, which is interesting. Which means you remember maybe about a year ago we were talking about how like the streaming rights for star Wars were owned by like Turner 
or something. That's why they're always. That's why on. they're always on at the holidays. They're on like uh, TBS and or not even the holidays. TNT, yeah. whatever it is that they're yeah. on. Um, that means that's they how were, I watched them growing up. Well, apparently that means they worked out some kind of deal because it was questionable whether they would be allowed to show. <clears throat> I think the first six movies and the Force Awakens and Rogue One. We're all part of. The, I can't remember the exact logistics. And just is it a, to where Disney has the deal to show them, or Disney owns them and uh, Turner has the Turner broadcasting has the, rights. Okay, like Disney owns all the movies now, especially with the Fox acquisition. But like Turner keeps the broadcasting rights to show them and lets Disney show them as well. Yeah, they or probably that's, cut them that's some the, change. We don't know what the deal they were. We don't know what how it worked out, but I remember it being a question of whether it would be able to be a thing they said they're gonna have all the star wars movies uh, i imagine they'll have all if not most of the marvel movies um and all you know they've got the marvel series underway national geographic stuff there's some show with jeff goldblum oh premiering really on that the world according to jeff goldblum huh. on disney uh, plus mm, national geographic gonna be, uh fantastic <laughs> and of course the big one the Mandalorian launching alongside the service. The first episode, November 12th. No. Yes. November 12th, 2019. So, I'm so excited for the Mandalorian, especially after seeing the stuff that I saw with you. Seven yeah. months, seven <clears throat> more months. So that also asks, answers a question we've had is like, were they going to release them all at once or were they going to spread them out week to week? I always thought they'd kind of do week to week, but now we just know that it's week to week. And I think that preserves some of the hype. Yeah, that exactly. It, it allow, like we were saying, it allows people to talk about it mm-hmm. weekly right. instead of having to wait till you have binged the entire thing to discuss right. what's for, going on. For podcasting, it's perfect. Perfect. That's eight episodes episode of a podcast week. right there. And simply around the water hole. <laughs> I mean, the, the watering cooler. The whole watering the hole. The whole watering hole. <laughs> Zebras and hippos Alabama. coming from across the savannas. <laughs> Were you uh, to talk pl- about the Mandalorian? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a funny meme. You know, when all the animals in the Lion King are running to see Simba get coronated, you do that, and then you cut in footage from the Mandalorian panel. <laughs> make look like all the animals are running to see the Mandalorian <laughs> panel. That's what it felt like on Sunday. Oh, really? Um, so that was sort of pre-celebration news stuff. Obviously, really excited for that. I think the pl- the price for Disney Plus is excellent. Yes. Um, I think you even get maybe a bit of a deal if you do like a year subscription to it or something. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> a few bucks off the top from old Bobby I. Um, and then we get to Friday. Thursday. Did, not much went on Thursday. It was like the preview day. Jesse and I spent like four four hours in the show store we wasted so much time it was pretty much our whole day thursday yep wow yeah yeah they had a problem with the wi-fi i guess like they had everything running wirelessly for their squarespace payments and stuff and there's so many people they it was fucked up and they were only able to run a couple of registers at once and they had to manually type in every like upc it was crazy so it took three hours Four hours to get through 12 people in front of us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we got into the store and got the stuff we wanted fairly quickly. Say under an hour. 
Yeah, definitely. Got there, got her stuff, and then sat in line waiting to check out that long. It was arduous. Yeah. It sucked. Some people were stuck (laughs) in that line like eight hours, so we can't really complain too much. check out? Yeah. Well, to get in and then check out. Some people were stuck in line twice. What? Mm -hmm. Because once there were like the first round of people in, then no one else could come in because they're just waiting in line and everyone's stuck. To get in. Right. So then people are waiting to get into the store because no one's leaving the store. And Did they it have was security just, knowing how many people were in? Yeah, they yeah. were, they were mm-hmm. counting, counting mm-hmm. people in and stuff. Okay. Um, but I got to say, besides that, otherwise, in our experience, I would say fairly well run as a con. And this yeah. one wasn't a, so much a matter of how it was run as like meltdown style technical difficulties. Because they couldn't scan items that you were trying to buy. They had to manually enter the number on it. So like people were going and, you know. This is Star Wars Celebration. They've got a load of stuff. Dude, we had, compared to other people, we had a very small amount of stuff. There were people buying thousands and thousands of dollars. It wanted me. Made me want to? Yes, it made me want to buy more things. I know, because you're standing in line. I was like, maybe I should just send her out there to pick up another couple of things. I know, like it really fucking sucked. Uh, We we probably should have done that, but then we would have spent hundreds more dollars. I mean, we still print, spent, a, spent a pretty penny. <laughs> At the show store, pretty pretty good damage there, for sure. But, dude, and, like, we saw this one guy for hours holding two arms full of T-shirts. Oh, oh yeah. God. Like, two of every T-shirt they sold, basically. And he was just standing there holding these jokers. You know, seeing people buy, like... For two hours, you said? M- longer oh, than longer. that. Oh, wow. Dude, it was crazy. And so, like, it's you got to imagine they manually enter 80 t-shirts or whatever this guy had. Takes Then it takes him, like, 45 minutes an hour to walk, uh, check out. It was crazy. Yeah. Is there only one day to go in the store? No, we just wanted to knock it out first. <laughs> no, no, and no, the no, line wasn't that long. Because we had panels the next three days. Yeah. So, we didn't know... And, like, the, that's what you figured. Like, the Thursday preview day, let's kind of try to get your some of your Star Wars shopping done a little bit. I, I anybody, like to shop on the first and the last. I wonder if anybody <laughs> lost their job over that. I don't know. Because I don't know who you blame. If it's technical difficulties. Right. You know, if it's just a matter of not having the bandwidth or whatever it turned out to be. Could have hardwired it. They could have hardwired it. I guess. I don't know the... Like, I'm not trying to act like no, I'm no, some... No, no, no. I'm just... I'm civil just... engineer, logistical genius with this kind of stuff. I just don't know. I don't know what the solution is. If right. your stuff isn't running or isn't working, like, who do you blame? I mean, there's nothing to do but, you know, like, in the restaurant business, you knuckle bust it, you know, when this, you know, when it's down, you, you're crunching credit cards. Old they school. were doing great. You know, the staff you Do what you got. The staff great. was, for the most part, nice. There was one guy that was kind of... Uh, Salty. Well, Not I almost salty. got into an argument with him. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse's patience was like angelic oh, this I, weekend. Like, like her patience with Star Wars was top notch. Like with Celebration, this was almost her breaking point. She was like, yeah. "Don't push me, cause I'm close <laughs> to the edge. Uh-uh. I'm trying not to lose my head." Ha ha ha! Yeah, it was. I can't remember exactly what I said to him. <laughs> 
I was just like, excuse me, this line's not moving, and that line is. And we've been standing here for the last three and a half hours in the same spot. Yeah, it was weird because they weren't pulling. Like, they had several different lines, so you would line up in these, like, sections, and then they would call you to the counter to check out, and they were pulling from every line but ours. And I was like, I don't know. Ours was supposed to be the fastest line. It was the VIP line. That's messed up. It was fucked. Like, I was pissed. VIP my ass. I don't like to, I don't like to brag about using the wheelchair powers that much. So, like, I wasn't going to bring up, but that is a level, because we were ADA. It was the same line for ADA folks and Jedi Master VIP, the people that pay, like, premium price for their badges and stuff. And there were people that pay. I know how much those badges cost. They were like close to nine hundred bucks mm-hmm. for a five day VIP patch, and they were in the same line as us. And they were. Well, some ADA people pissed. that can't wait in line three and a half. No, hours. I mean I'm lucky that I could. Yeah. It was not super comfortable. I was basically like a rolling shopping cart I for three hours. Only like imagine. Yeah. I'm like, just put it all in my lap. We're not going to be in line long. It- the, oh, okay, we definitely so the, didn't expect it. The dude that bought 80 t-shirts, he clearly didn't buy those for himself. Like, is that he trying to resell them on the internet or? So he had someone else for him. So maybe, like, I, it could have been he and his wife were getting one of each shirt. Or maybe he was getting them to well, resell that w- them. That would make sense. He and his wife. You know, I didn't think about that. I just thought so many. You know, you yeah. would think. I don't know. I don't know. It was, was a lot Enterprising of or if he just, you know, was collector. Because I can't, I can't hate, you know, t-shirts. I collect this t-shirts is, myself. This, this fucking Chinese um, Return of the Jedi poster shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. It was a Celebration Store exclusive. This, I've been eyeballing I it. sat in line that long for this shirt. I'm pretty stoked with it, I've though. Been, it's, you should be. In the rearview mirror, it's pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> so the next day we go to the episode nine panel. <coughs> And because it's our first panel of the con, dude, I wake up nervous. Really? Were you? I, I mean, just be like logistic. Like, how's it going to work when we get there? Like, You're worried about how it's all going to yeah, flush and we were, out. We were running a tad bit behind. And this is the night you stayed in the haunted hotel, right? Oh, we stayed oh, in we the stayed haunted hotel. Every single night. Okay, okay we'll come back. So. We'll come back. I know you don't want to talk about it. We'll do, I don't want to ruin the flow. <laughs> Episode 9 panel. Um. Yeah, we'll do episode nine panel, then we'll fill you in on the old okay. haunted hotel. Because um, you know how much I like that kind of stuff. Well, we might have a little... I'll say this. like, I'll give you a, like a, a teaser. Are you going to tease me? You know, I'm not a guy who necessarily believes in ghosts. Right. I do not want to see something that's going to change my mind about that. Okay. I still feel the same way. So I saw nothing in Chicago you that changed my mind. You were not convinced. Nothing changed. Neither was I. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So we go to the episode nine panel. And dude, there's something really cool that they have in Chicago that they don't have here. Handicapped accessible Ubers. Oh, wow. So you can order vans or SUVs or something? Like a van with like a ramp. I just go in there and lock myself in and we go. Handy dandy. That was really cool. Um, So we ended up Ubering that morning to get there a little quicker. And so we're checking in, and like you know, we had a lottery group mm-hmm. that entered the lottery, and so we're we're like nervously checking in with like King Tom and Aaron Boyd, Johnny, seeing where he's at, and we're all trying to coordinate. 
And then word starts hitting. They're giving out episode nine beanies. You start seeing people on. And happy meals. <coughs> well, uh, apples. And Twitter on Twitter posting pictures in their beanies. And then they're like, they're giving out happy meals. And they're showing these special Star Wars celebration happy meals boxes. Apparently, like Jesse said, there was only apple slices in it. We didn't get the Happy Meal. We got there too late for the Happy Meal. I would have saved the box. Yeah. But, but we got some beanies. So, yeah, we're They're she's cool. rolling me in, and the lady that's checking our, our code and everything hands us a beanie, and she goes, this is a present from JJ. Oh. And I start laughing. <laughs> and we get inside, and Jesse's like, I'm pretty sure that lady thought you were crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure she did. Um, did you check out the episode nine panel, like online or anything? The actual panel itself. I I saw some clips from it, but I did not watch the thing end to end. Stephen fucking Colbert. You should have seen how excited she got because we you don't know right ahead of time who the host is going to be. Like you get in there and they do this stuff that me and Aaron were sort of joking about throughout the weekend about like their powerful comedy. They get up and try to do like, it's almost like a Star Wars themed Tony Robbins event. It's right? what would be going on like on a cruise ship. It's yeah. Star Wars hype. night hype. on the Disney cruise ship. And it's like, like a hype. There's this guy named DJ Elliot and he's like playing like remixes of Star Wars music and they're playing like crowd games in the crowd and like yeah. cracking jokes. Um, Hilarious. And then they would do stuff like play a song and have everyone sing along and pull out their phones and sway back and forth. But so like it was different. We went three days in a row to panels. Yeah. And it was different. It was really weird. We'll talk about it when we talk about the Galaxy's Edge stuff. It was weird seeing the difference between a Lucasfilm panel and a Disney panel. Really? The episode nine panel was a Lucasfilm panel. The Galaxy's Edge panel before it, like uh, the next day was definitely like Disney run. And the hype stuff before that was, I'm just going to say it was corny. Like he was the like Disney get, stuff was corny. He was getting people in the crowd. He'd be like, "Now cabbage patch," and have people cabbage patch. And he'd be like, "Now make it rain," trying to get everybody in the audience to act like they're making it rain and stuff. There's a place down at Gulf Shores that kind of does this thing. Um, they'll make you know like dads get on the table and do a dance, and now grandmas get on the table and do a oh dance. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like a hype guy doing that kind of stuff. And then after they do that, Warwick Davis comes out. Oh. And he talks to the crowd and stuff. Class act. That that part's great. He's always such a nice guy. Jokes Every time him. I've ever seen him. We yeah. passed by him in the hall. Give really? him a wave. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Awesome. And then, <clears throat> then they bring out like whoever the host is going to be for the panel. And so they're like, Star Wars Celebration, give it up for your host. Stephen Colbert and Jesse flipped her shit. Oh, really? She jumped up and started. Did she you was scream? so. Oh yeah, yeah. she was oh, so excited. Wow. It was neat to see her so excited, so excited about something at celebration. Right? You know what I mean? She well, gets the excited. hype in the room was already so big, yeah, and then like, it was just like that. I was first surprised. Full day of celebration, people have been sort of getting sleep. You know what I mean? Like everybody's That's, high oh, yeah. energy. That's one hundred percent psychology. Mm-hmm. Like that whole hype and like building to Stephen Colbert and some days it did not work. Oh, really? On the Galaxy's Edge day, that first everybody's fucking stoked about the episode nine panel, probably drinking and shit that night. The next day, <laughs> those people are not as hyped. Yeah. Oh no. Including our group, it sort I of thought, sucked. I thought we might have to call an ambulance for Johnny Grasso. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he was. Asleep. He was not having a good morning. He was oh. not feeling well. 
did he have fun the rest of the time? Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, I think he just had that one little incident. I don't want my man Johnny to have a bad time. No, no. he seemed like he had a good time. Um, Didn't like waking up that morning. Yeah, I think that's what it was for a lot of folks. Jet, jet lag, maybe. Not so much jet, la- jet lag, just coming from New well, York. Well, he lives close. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, not, Chicago's not It's closer than Alabama. It's not, though. Is um, it not? No. Um, Rebecca, my co-host on Your right. Creepy, she drove from... Uh, Pennsylvania, and it took 11 hours, too. Jeez. So, And I thought it was much closer. I guess some of those northern states are wide. Yeah. I mean, that's the Midwest, you know, and I just don't think about how far it actually is. <coughs> I mean, I never go up there, so no. I, you know, I don't know. Um, what information did you hear from the episode nine panel? I'm... I guess maybe not enough. Not enough. They. I'm going to be honest, they didn't give... In, Typical JJ fashion, they didn't give a ton away. No. Um, there were some sort of reveals, like they showed a picture. The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I mean I, obviously. I saw the title. Yeah, you saw the trailer and the and title. And the trailer, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but stuff, like, you remember a couple of things got confirmed from those leaked images, the poster and the character images we talked about, remember? Lando's costume. Well, yeah, but also, remember some people thought that that poster was fake because that weird worm character you remember that yeah he was in there right he's huge he's like as tall as a human and we saw a picture of him with hanging out with snap wexley and apparently that character's name is claude k-l-a-u-d or o-d and he's brought into the resistance by chewy good man that's something they sort of revealed that i thought was neat and you remember in the character images like where it showed each character individually we saw the character played by Naomi Aki with the bow. She was on the panel, and they confirmed her name as Jana. Jana. So both of those oh, turned yeah, out. Yeah, she to looked be... awesome. Yeah, she looks pretty badass. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I saw. What did you think of the trailer? I loved it. I mean, it kind of was mind blowing. Like, I, I did you, um, did you get the message? I sent you a message. Yeah, dude. Kind of hard to keep up with messages and notifications and celebrations. Oh, I understand. I oh, just you didn't mean know the if you voicemail. The yes. voicemail. We yeah. played it on the episode before this. Right. And, yeah. um, uh, yeah, just mind blown. The scene where it looks like she does the back, I guess it's a front flip, and then, um, uh, almost slices the TIE fighter in half. Yeah. And, I, and he's cut to where you can't really tell what happens. What happens. But I assume that's what happens. Or she cuts a wing off or gives it a nick or something. That's incredible. Like, it's awesome. And I thought it was a good, like, it's not too powerful, right? Like, it seems fairly in line. It's not like, to me, it's not even as crazy as something you would see in the prequels. With, like, Obi-Wan sliding into the hangar and flipping. I love that. I think yeah. it's badass. But it's nothing more than that i mean you know? it's, it's a it's a flip with a slice like right. and it's not super high or you know and she i like the way she like centers herself before she it's so jedi Dude, you know like the mark hamill narration oh and i gotta say like <clears throat> it's on one of the episodes but we're hanging out at the congress plaza hotel bar which is where we ended up hanging out a lot of the time after the show and stuff and calvin was there buddy calvin and we got him on the show, and I was like, what do you think we're going to see in the trailer? And he goes, Luke Skywalker narration. And I was like, oh, that's a good one, but that's not going to happen. I, I wouldn't have thought it would happen. I thought it was going to be 
you know, and it might not even have narration or, or you know, a little, or maybe Leia saying something, you right. know, but I, I didn't think it was going to be Mark. Speaking of Leia, what about that Leia? One shot of Leia footage. Hugging Ray. Ray. Um, that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Like just yeah. the power of her hugging Ray to me is very powerful. Very cool. Um, and they, um, uh, the narration itself, he says, we've, I always mess this up and get it wrong. He says like, we've taught you everything we know. A thousand generations are in or within you now, Mm -hmm. but this is your fight. This is your fight. Oh, so let's like break that down a little bit. When he says, we've taught you everything we know. We, that's plural. That's him and Yoda. Anakin. Anakin. The rise of Skywalker. And I think this. You think it's Anakin? You think it's going to bring. No. So this is what I think. We'll, we'll talk about the title okay. now. We might as well. I think the title means something in different levels. So like the example I was using over celebration is like, you know how the last Jedi means two different things. The Last Jedi, when you start the movie off, it's Luke. Luke is the Last Jedi. By the end of the movie, Ray is the Last Jedi. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Return of the Jedi is another good one. In Return of the Jedi, it could mean Luke is the Return of the Jedi. Uh, you think it's Luke up until... But really, it's Anakin. Anakin returns as a Jedi for lack of... You know what I I'm mean, saying? I mean, you could take it one step further... And after the end of the movie, it's the, the, it's return, the return of, of the, the Jedi, Jedi right. in general. Like, so I think Rise of the Sky, the Rise of Skywalker, is going to be one of those titles that means something on different levels. And I think one of them means like, yeah, we're probably going to see Anakin Skywalker. Not going to say probably. There's a chance we could see Anakin Skywalker. I would be totally down. I I I just assumed because. Yoda was the only other one that had appeared as a force ghost that they would just stick with the, if they were going to do multiple force ghosts, it would have been Yoda and, and Luke. I think Yoda will be in there too. Probably. Oh, okay. I'm not saying she, he won't. Um, that could be crazy. I think that could be crazy. Um, well brings me, especially if there's a force ghost to Palpatine, like it will be force so, ghost heavy. If that's do you want to just case. get to that, I, uh yeah yeah well, let's talk about the let's palpatine about laugh at the end yeah because that's exactly what that is by the way oh yeah confirm well so i didn't realize maybe they didn't show this on the stream from what i read was that it was ian yeah. mcdermott so they show the trailer right yeah and it ends with the palpatine scream and people are going crazy the cheers and shit die down because then it shows you know like the rise of skywalker and the lights on the stage all go red and Ian McDermott walks out with a microphone. Everybody goes crazy. Oh, he's clearly there to do something. He's like trying to stay all stern and scary. But he like breaks character and laughs a little bit. Good. And then he goes, roll it again. <laughs> and they play the fucking trailer again. Yeah. Oh, It was man. awesome. Yeah, it was really oh, good. Oh, wow. JJ, like, I don't know how much planning J.J. Abrams has in the panel. Or if that's a... Whoever planned out that panel like that. Chef's kiss. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mm. So well done. Um, so what do you think? Uh, Jesse and I have talked a lot about this stuff on podcasts, so I want to get a lot of your thoughts and bounce off and stuff. So what? Um, My first, 
I mean, my immediate reaction is I just didn't think they would do it. Like, I didn't think they would bring Palpatine. No. I thought there was no way in hell Palpatine was coming back. The fact that he is, I'm like, well, shit, this changes the whole friggin' game. I don't know what to think. And then I'm like, hmm, will it be a Force Ghost? Will it be Force Ghost, Sith, you know, Palpatine either trying to manipulate or make a play for turning Kylo Ren into the sur- the sole surviving Sith Lord. Do you want to go by them one by one, or do you want me to give you all of them? Well, hold on. So, here's a question. When you watch the trailer, that end scene with them walking up to those ruins, did you recognize when you saw it the first time that that was the Death Star ruins? I realized it was the Death Star, and then it made my mind flip through what possible planets it could be, mm-hmm. and I was like... That was a well, big note of discussion. I was throughout like, maybe the con. it's Endor, mm-hmm. and Endor is now a desert planet because of what happened. Well, so but it, we saw the celebration on Endor after the Death Star, the second Death Star blew up, so it can't be Endor. Or it's a speci- or it's like one region of Endor looks like that because of the impact of. Well, so if you look at it, it's not a desert; it's grassy. Oh, I thought it was. And sandy. then there's like an ocean almost. Oh yeah, yeah, it's water, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because. In the Art of the Force Awakens book, like when they're doing concept stuff, I think even before JJ, like early concept stuff for episode seven, there's artwork of Rey or like before she's Rey, like the main character, like diving in the water and going into the ruins of the second Death Star. So it looks kind of like a concept that they're sort of revisiting a little bit. I don't know if there'll be an underwater element to it or not, but... I love all the memes on Twitter about Ray being super excited to scavenge the mm-hmm. Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> there's some premium scavenging opportunities in there for sure. Because yeah. all of them are there in that scene, Poe and Finn, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's carrying some sort of bag, like right. a white bag. I don't know. Um, and John Boyega's going hard for like uh, Finn and Poe to be an item. Yeah. He's that. shipping Finn and Poe like I heard crazy. That. Oscar Isaacs didn't seem too uh, opposed to that. Oh, no, he wasn't. And it's might, funny. Might I say that Oscar Isaac beard? Oh, yeah. The beard. I forgot about that. It's good beard. Please stay away from my lady, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he saw a picture of you on Twitter and was like, you know how I want to up my game? Beard. 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 That's true. That is not true. That is true. That is you not true. You take that true. to the bank. He follows you from like a ghost account. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to know who it is. He can't let it grow all the way out because he's an actor. He's I that mean, he's Ewok. Do the... He's that Ewok at Celebration that shook your hand. <sighs> there was some Ewok yeah, that like okay. came up and was so, like, hey, but they didn't say anything. Like, let me say this. If you're. He didn't even say Wootini. No, hold on. Hold on. I forgot about this. There was a person that was dressed as an Ewok, like a, like a full size, like human sized uh, yeah. Ewok. And he came by, he or she came by and saw me on the show floor and reached out and shook my hand and then like high-fived me and kept walking. And who knows if it was someone who listens or not. If that was someone who listens, get back at me because your Ewok costume, A, was on point. Or was it just like the Ewok was like... Friendly. He looks like an Ewok. (laughs) Out of costume. That guy is like a human Ewok. (laughs) Hybrid. He's a hybrid. He's like the Prius of human and Ewoks. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why I got the... But either way, I appreciate it. 
Maybe start listening to the podcast, Mr. Ewok, Mr. or Mrs. Ewok person. Um, so you, you, okay. So you're thinking force ghost. Is that what you were saying? Maybe force ghost. Maybe force ghost. I kind of wonder if that's what it's going to be too. Okay. You want to get weirder? Well, here's a question. How does a for if, if that's the case, if it's like, I don't know, it's necessarily a force ghost, but let's say like he's haunting the ruins of the death star or something like that. How does, okay. Do you I'll, think it's audio only, or do you think we see him? I would imagine you see him. Okay. Why not? Why not? Okay. Here's my logic. The Sith is a perversion of the dark side of the force. Right. So, you know, giving your body, your essence, joining the force when you die as a Jedi master is the, what we would assume natural way. Almost ultimate reward for being like a Jedi. But it's the natural process. You don't have to right. do anything weird. There may be a perversion, a Sith ritual, or a his spirit may be bound, like you said, to a ruin, or a cube, a holocron, or there may be some perverse way that some Sith dark ritual way that he had a backup, you know, a Horcrux, you know, a piece of himself okay. stored somewhere, you mm. know, his essence. That could be. And That's it took a, a long a time to manifest. I, like, because, did you ever hear of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's not a tale that you would hear from the Jedi. I'm fucking quotes up all night, but I'll get close. We are, we're, so, we're in the ballpark. I don't think, I think... You, like I think that's a good speculation because you don't put the ruins of this what appears to be the second Death Star and Palpatine's laugh and the line "No one's ever, like you know what I mean." That's, no one's ever really gone. Which that is a crazy like flipping of that line from the Last Jedi, where in the Last Jedi it's meant as like a means of comfort, like no one's ever really gone; they're always with you. But in this one, it's like no one's ever really gone motherfucking Sheev Palpatine is back. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be like uh, in the Goblet of Fire at Mm. the end of it when Lord Voldemort comes back and then all of Harry's uh, like supporters that are dead also come back to help fight with him. It's going to be just like that. There could be maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they, Kylo accidentally starts a dark ritual. Doesn't realize what exactly is he's doing. Gets in over his head. That's whenever he also decides he's gonna like flip ship on us. I kind of wonder if we're the. I kind of wonder if the big end to episode nine is what if it's Kylo and Ray versus Palpatine? Yeah, I mean, I think that's or is it? Could be. Because, like, you know, we've we've talked about redemption is likely, but we just didn't know how. Like, how? what do you do to redeem Ben Solo? You kill the Emperor. You have him die killing the, the Emperor. The soul shard of the Emperor is in the ruin of the Death Star. Because that's where his final moment, his strongest emotional, that's where his death happened. Like, his spirit lingers there. And he is trying to torture Ben Solo into coming to get this piece and like it groom him and whatever. And uh, through the whole movie and Ray is trying to tell him, you know, no, 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 no. And then the final battle is, you know, all the heroes, Ray, Finn, Poe, uh, 
Chewy BB-8 and have to go. They're going. They're all racing for the Soul Shard because Kylo is headed for it now. When they get there, big showdown. Kylo turns on Palpatine, much like he did with Snoke, but it it either kills him or he is the the thing that kills Palpatine. So the one thing I would say, but he would pursue power if the, he killed Palpatine for I don't know. The one thing I would say is um is it too samey to return of the jedi to have kylo this, turn light to kill the emperor and die in the process probably as i talked it out you start seeing where it's, it's a little too samey. like abc family kind of uh i don't know it's it's too kind of anime almost the Final Fantasy showdown with all the heroes and the spirit of the big bad, and then the Sephiroth is good at the last minute. It's kind of I kind of feel like maybe I think our like they said this is a an adventure they go on together, meaning our heroes. So it sounds like our heroes are together for at least a good portion of the movie. But I still feel like during the big final battle, like Poe, Finn, all those characters, like Rose, like. All the non-force folks will be off dealing with the big first order battle of it all. Meanwhile, Ray, Kylo are dealing with the big force stuff. A lot like Return of the Jedi. So you think it's going to be another Ray Kylo face off solo? Ray eventually. Kylo I think solo. you get to that at some point in the movie. I don't know that I mean, that's uh, the final battle. Like, I mean, uh, talking about it, you have to. Like you have to have that moment. I think we're see the begin. We might see the beginning of that moment at the start of the trailer with the Tie Fighter and stuff. Right. I assume that's Kylo in it. You know, we saw I a picture assume, during yeah. the the panel of him in a Tie Fighter. Yeah. So, um, I'm interested to see how hooks. What do you? What's your? Okay, let's get crazy. What'd you say? You want to get real crazy? Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? You want to get, get nuts. nuts? Let's get crazy nuts. Nuts. Pistachios. Let's just all go out and get dick rickets. Mm. <laughs> nuts. Nuts. You don't even know what happens to your balls after your dick falls off from dick rickets. Well, you got nuts. At, at that point, it's like at that point, it's like having a couple of Christmas ornaments without a Christmas tree. They just sag. the baubles. They just, just sag the and sag and sag continuously till they drag the ground, <laughs> and then you're dragging your balls. You get my balls a sag card. Um, you iron them every morning. Oof. All right, let's. Uh, what do you? What, what's your crazy? <laughs> what's your crazy Palpatine theory? It's a clone. It's a clone from the, it's the EU storyline where it's a clone and he moved his consciousness over there. He's got a bunch of clones. Nobody knew about him. I Like, look, this is the thing. I can't rule it out. I am so surprised by the Palpatine thing. Like, it's one of those things. And that's why I just went nuts because I don't think it'll happen. But it's nuts but that it, if it did. The reveal of Palpatine being in the movie in some way seems like one of those things that J.J. Abrams would fight tooth and nail to keep secret. The only thing I can figure out is that like the presence of Palpatine or something is so important to the plot of the movie that they need to get it out now because there's no way around it. You know, like once they start telling you what the movie's more about, you know, or and JJ Abrams talked about this in one of the post panel interviews. Like he basically said he was shocked that it didn't leak out yet. So maybe they were just like, well, we might as it's going to leak out eventually. We might as well get it out there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and then that makes me wonder if you want me to get crazy. You want to go to the loony bin together, buddy? I don't Let's give go. a fuck. Let's, I don't give a fuck. Um, Matt Smith. 
Doctor Who. Yep. You remember we talked about him he being was in the movie. Being in the movie. And then just like a month ago or less. He's like, nah. In an interview, he was like, no, nah, I'm not in the movie. Are we looking at a situation? Let's get nuts. Where, where he's playing a reborn Palpatine, like a much younger of Palpatine than we've ever seen. But then why do you get Ian McDermott? Not a clone, you say? Like a reincarnation? Clone, like I'm saying, could it be him playing a clone? Could it be him being like a... Re- We're getting nuts here. Like, What if it was nuts. Force Ghost Palpatine leading a young clone of himself? Ooh. Or like maybe you have Ooh. Ian McDermott because... That's a Big Mac. At some point yeah. he That's is... That's the Big Mac of Palpatine. Like you see what I'm saying? Like maybe he is disembodied and eventually he is either reborn or transfers his essence into a clone, and that is Matt Smith. Maybe Matt Smith's not even really in the fucking movie. <laughs> they cut him. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe it was like a, a Stormtrooper cameo, and and we'll find that out. It's just... Maybe Hux dies in kind of like a slash comedy way, and he takes over for Hux. <laughs> he, he possesses Hux, and then Hux is Palpatine? No, is that like what you're he's saying? he's the leader of uh, <laughs> oh, I see. the First Order. He's Kylo Ren's... <clears throat> um. Yeah, that, that Palpatine show. That's crazy, crazy balls. Yeah. If, if Matt Smith is young Palpatine, that's crazy balls. What if it's a flashback? Could be a flashback. What if he's Palpatine in a flashback? And maybe that's and he would be so young that that would be before we had ever seen him, even in Phantom Menace. Yes. And the other thing, I'm always hesitant to reference the books and stuff too much when we're talking about like dicking around like this and ref- doing theories and stuff. Disney's whole deal is everything's canon now. I know, but a lot of times that they, they don't always like but they don't lean on what they put out in books. Right. Sometimes sometimes Some, they pepper it in there sometimes. Right. But would it be too much of a reference to specifically the Aftermath books because in those they talk about Palpatine a good bit and talk about how he's doing research out into the outer rims and he feels like the source of the dark side is somewhere out there beyond the, the source of the dark side or something like it, so he found like a fountain of youth or like a what if it's the mortis the the see once again what happened to that at the end of that arc that, well that, they just kind of leave and then polyhedron wake up i mean it's still out there somewhere and kept weird... his son at bay right yeah there's some i mean <laughs> i'd know they wouldn't lean on that but and that would be crazy that's a very powerful other okay the world between worlds another thing that they could like i don't see him referencing very it, powerful but, force things that they haven't referenced in the canon right which i don't see them doing I either mortis or the world between worlds um some interesting stuff came out in the interviews afterwards like jj abrams consulted with george lucas before they started writing on like dude how do we wrap up Quick aside, I thought George Lucas showed up to direct an episode of Game of Thrones. I he think? didn't direct the whole episode because <laughs> you know Benny like a fight off, scene or something. He directed War scene a some a scene between John and Daenerys. Okay, I think right. um, we haven't seen the episode yet. Right, right. Um, he he showed up. I imagine to like just hang out for the PR purposes. Obviously, also you know those two guys are working on Star Wars movies of their own. I did know that. So that might be you know the. The, hey, we met up with George Lucas beforehand. And, th- and this is what he told us about making Star Wars movies. Um, anyway, Jake, he consulted George. 
He talked to George. He talked to Ryan Johnson. He talked to Lawrence Kasdan. He consulted all three of them before he and Chris Terrio started writing episode nine. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty rad. That's, you know, impressive. Um, so what else are your theories? Like moving on from the Palpatine thing, did you see anything else that like sparked your imagination that you want to talk about? I don't know. Walk me through some of it because it's been a couple days. Did you see the new droid? Oh, the tiny droid. Dio. Like him. Dio. Like him a lot. I guess that's a companion for BB-8. Yeah, and they had like a actual remote control one roll out on stage and stuff. Mm. Eh. Works all right. He yeah. Looked, he, well, it's not one that they used in the movie because they didn't like. They didn't have a working remote control one for the movie. He said it was specifically built for celebration. It looked cool and stuff, but I'll have to see it in the movie. I'm sure it'll be much more fluid in the movie. Oh yeah, and that, not just that. Like the design is taking a little bit to get used to. It's so minimal. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought they went tiny with BB-8, but then they took it a step further. It looks like a Roomba turned on its side. It a does. Roomba turned on its side. I can yeah, see that. With like a megaphone on top. I mean, it's like a, it's a re, it's like you could use that as a personal drone oh. droid. Like, you know what? Lucasfilm, if you guys haven't nailed down what Dio sounds like, I've got an idea. What is it? And I, can I, can I come over and record this stuff for you guys? Listen. So just imagine who want, who of you wants to be, uh, po, you be Poe Dameron. Okay. You be BB-8. Okay. And you're going to say, hey, BB-8, who's this new droid you brought along on an adventure? And then you're going to make some BB-8 noises, and then I'm going to be Dio. Okay? I'm not good at doing noises. You just got to go... You want to switch? I'll be BB-8 and you be Poe Dameron? You want... Okay. Let's switch. Okay. Let's switch. So you'd be like, hey... B- B- hey, BB-8, who's this new droid you got there? Beep, Perfect. For some reason, I don't think that's going to get it. I think that would be that coming out of the big fucking surround it's sound. It's a megaphone, yeah. So that's I think fine. it sounds perfect. It'll just go. It's the Vuvuzela. <laughs> the Vuvuzela of Star Wars is yeah. exactly oh what that is. Um, Lando, Lando driving the Falcon. You know the look of joy on his face uh-huh. seems genuine to Billy, like. To both Billy D. Williams and Lando Calrissian, right. if that makes sense. What about... Um, he was funny on the panel. He was really good on the panel. On the panel, he came out and he was all like, I'm tired of everybody talking about I betrayed Han Solo. Did anybody die? <laughs> real funny. He went to save him. He put his life on the line. To save him. I remember a story about him catching flack. When he was going to when he was picking up his daughters from school, oh really? He would catch flack from the other kids that they went to school with about betraying Han Solo. <laughs> People in the grocery store, kids in the line behind him at the grocery store, would give him a hard time about turning on Han Solo. Don't be like that to Billy D. Don't be Jesse and laugh in his face when she tells you when yeah, you tell her different. she's going on Dancing with the Stars. I thought he was joking. He was walking with a cane. I thought it was a joke. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, that's the yeah. kind of joke that I would make. That's like, I if think the man is walking with, stars, with the cane and he's talking cane and he's talking about going on Dancing with the Stars, I would laugh as that as a right. joke. I thought he was being like ironic. That's I don't 
like, like dancing saying with you're the training stars. for a decathlon. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly. I That's was just I like, haha, yeah, <laughs> gave him a good. Well, and then he was on Dancing with the Fucking Stars, <laughs> um, which means you got to do a decathlon now. <laughs> Okay, what's that's kidding. what is the deck that stands for 10, right? Yeah, Deca. it's a lot of shit. What I thought it? it was, is it? It's, it's a decathlon's 10. Um, so there's probably like rowing, I got a row and biking, to swimming, biking, running. Okay, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm gonna Skipping. have to do like a you gotta skip, <laughs> jump rope. <half> a mile. <laughs> run I'm backwards, have to do like a triathlon of my own making, like swimming. So, I'll swim and then we'll have a rolling down a hill really fast and scaring <laughs> passerbys segment. And then we'll have uh We can do all this here in the house and put it on Twitter. We'll do the rowing one in the bathtub. We'll set you at the top of the hill for this one. We have a rowing machine. We have a rowing machine. I mean, it go. doesn't really look like you're on a boat. It's just... We'll do the swimming in the bathtub. We'll green screen it. Yeah. yeah. We'll make it look like I'm on... There's a boat, yeah. yeah. Like, and, I'm, and, and it's not going to be a calm lake. It's going to look like I'm rowing through a perfect storm <laughs> in the background yeah george clooney's gonna be like god damn that dude's got skills you could do like um so like a hand bike kayak and swimming triathlon actually you could do that i could, you do, could that. do that you could i could do that. do that let's get that together guys like <laughs> anybody got a a triathlon area and then when you tell people you're doing a triathlon and they laugh at you, you can be like what the fuck is so funny what's so funny what's so fucking funny i made oh, my own triathlon dude, do you hear, i met i met only so everybody is so great about the wheelchair thing like i would hope so very <laughs> well, dude <laughs> you shitty star wars fans well you've not. been with people. me in public yeah uh, jesse's yeah. been yeah. with me in public especially and seen, at rock shows and stuff everybody's not super cool there was one incident, and we cannot, for the life of us, remember where it was and when it happened. But there was someone talking to Jesse and I, primarily talking to Jesse. And he looks at me and goes, how do you guys know each other? Ooh. See, because then, neither of us know who this is. And like, I was pretty drunk, and like you, I don't know if you were drunk, but... And, and I feel bad if it's doesn't matter how drunk you are. That's Jess, not appropriate. Jesse I know goes, it's not appropriate. Jesse goes... We're engaged, and he goes, "Really? Ooh, I, dude, I was knock like, that guy out. No, man, no, nah, man, I can't be the. You dude don't want to get thrown out of celebration. Well, it, I don't even believe it was. It was at night. It may have been at Steele's event on Saturday night. It might have been. Uh, I don't know where. Maybe it was at the con. I can't remember. I just remember being like, oh, "I'm not cool with this. I'm going to leave the area." Mm. She made his face leave the area. No, dude, I'd have been so mad. I can't be. Do you know that, if I dude. was standing there? I, I was been mad. Like, hey, I would have. You know what I would have done? I would have been like, Hey, here, come here. Let me tell you something. And I would have drug him off to the side and be like, You're a fucking piece of shit, and you need to leave right now because you've come back around here. It's not going to be good for you. And then he would have puttered on to wherever he was going to go next. So you want to go to Anaheim next year? Sure. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> In this kind of setting, I am like very friendly and talkative to like everybody, and. I mean, I'm a nice person, so I can w- walk my way into those Bro, type of situations. It was the only time I was like, I was like, wow, mm. there's the uncool. Per- there's I'm a- mad. Like there's my, always, okay, let's like talk. Let's- my blood pressure is increased at the moment. I can feel the adrenaline. Oh, man, you're going to make Cos mad again. <laughs> I was a little, and you know what? I didn't say anything about it for days. Yeah. And then I, like, I, 
I was like, today, I was like, I wonder if Jesse remembers who that was. I do remember it, but I don't fucking remember who it was. I don't Honestly, I hate to say this no because remembering. I remember a lot of people from Celebration, but there are some people that I met that I don't. I don't know who well, they I mean, are. You meet so many people. Yeah. And like sometimes so. it's very quickly. Sometimes you spend more time like talking to them and stuff. And certain and, people just, um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so, you know, we have a, a listener, Carl, who went to Mississippi State. Carl. I knew this from like a couple of years ago, right? And Carl, did you just do Carl? Carl. And um, not only that, he was in the art department. Oh, cool. He graduated the year before I went to Mississippi State. So we had some crossover okay. professors and stuff. So certainly not I. Um, but anyway, you want to talk about Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. So, oh, we'll tell you the da- galaxy's edge. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. What about the hotel? Okay, let's do the hotel. Do you want me to tell your least favorite story or do you want to save that solely for your creepy? No, I mean, tell whatever. I mean, it's already, I think we've already talked about it. But it might have only been on Patreon. We'll talk about it because it's, it is her least favorite, but I don't think there's any reason. It's It's, not that bad. It's kind of creepy in retrospect. The first night we go to the hotel. Now, let me tell you, Jesse was either visited by a spirit, spirit of an ethereal nature or a spirit of another kind. Yeah. A spirit in the cocktail sense. Yeah. Okay. So we got to keep or that both. in mind. Or both. We go to bed and at like 3.30 in the morning, I wake up to Jessie getting out of bed. And she goes into the bathroom. She walks out and she goes into our closet. She walks out of there. And, wait, 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 wait. Start, you're already gone to sleep. Yes. Yeah. You're in bed. In bed. Wake up maybe an hour, hour and a half into being in bed. We haven't been asleep long. She walk, gets up, walks around our room, and I'm like, what, is she looking for something? And I'm about to say something when she opens our hotel door and leaves. So now I don't know what the fuck's going on. I jump up and put a, put my pants on. Hey, let me ask you something. Speaking of pants that I haven't asked you yet. Did I have <laughs> pants on this night? <laughs> no. I, I left that out for your personal like for your protection it's so much a better story <laughs> well, i was wondering i was wondering this today because you were I walking know. around in star wars underpants all right <laughs> all right okay so i am you got like, clothes on you're not you're on the buff no i had a shirt on yeah like, right, absolutely right it's nighttime and bob's burger socks <laughs> okay so i jump up and open the door and look out in the hallway and jesse is standing in the hallway not wearing pants sans pants trying to get into other hotel rooms she's going door to door and like jiggling the handle eyes wide open yep just not yeah. wide like like you just got out of bed that kind sleepy of sleepy eyed sleepy eyed and i'm trying not to like i'm like jesse 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 and she turns and looks at me and you want to talk about a look the look she gave me like there is no Jesse anymore. <laughs> there is only Zool. There is only Zool. Looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> oh. And I go, come on. This is our room. And she goes, we have separate rooms. <laughs> what? And then she walks back in, like walking kind of like Frankenstein. She's not walking. She's walking. In the same Jesse voice, though. No change in voice. No change in voice. But okay. like, she's mad. Oh. She's oh angry, Jesse. Oh. Oh. We have separate rooms. Oh my goodness. 
comes to the door and I'm like, come on in. This is our room. And she goes, she says something. And then I go, I'm just trying to get you back into a room. And she goes, that's rude. <laughs> and then she goes to the bathroom and gets back in bed and goes right to sleep. Yeah. I don't remember it. Not one, not one bit. The very next night I'm sleeping in bed and I wake up to the sound of the chain on the door moving and I open my eyes and Jesse's standing at the door undoing the chain. And I go, Jesse. And she goes, oh, you scared me. <laughs> goes to the bathroom and then goes right back to bed. Oh, my goodness. I think I was just confused about where I was. Um, I was drinking. I Do you have a history of sleepwalking? Yeah. But for she, years. When, when she was a kid, but she has never done it, as far as I know, since we've been together. I've never had an incident where I was like, I think you were sleepwalking. But And you don't remember any of it until yeah. he said Jesse. But I have conversations. Um I I I take the dogs out like early in the morning a lot and go right back to sleep. I can sort of go in and out of sleep. Plus I fall asleep immediately. A lot of times I fall asleep when I don't want to. I I sort of live on that edge. So Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. That's good. I mean, sometimes it can be scary. It's not always, but yeah. Um, that's. I mean, it's definitely creepy. It sounds like it's weird. You right? had a sleepwalking yeah. episode. Uh, that's what it sounds like. That's what I think. I mean, logically, and your subconscious just. I mean, you, it was your subconscious. It wasn't your. You weren't conscious. Like, and then your subconscious was responding to stimulus because I've talked to somebody that talks in their sleep. And I talk I in talk my sleep. In we my both sleep. talk yeah. talk in our sleep. And sometimes when you, you know, some questions might make sense when you're talking to somebody in their sleep. And then sometimes it's pure nonsense. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Very don't, much. Don't, don't, the what one, is it? Don't whisk, don't hit the pancake batter. Like, uh. Oh, the one that's freaked me out the most. The first time it happened was I was staying up late playing Xbox and I was on the couch and I heard Jesse saying something from our room. This is real late at night. And I'm like, is she okay? Is she calling for In me? This house? In this house? In this house. So I get up and I go and open our bedroom door. And she sits straight up in bed and looks at me and goes, you fucked up all the bread <laughs> what bread dough. You fucked up all the bread dough. Uh, and this is while she's working at the bakery? No, this no. was years ago. Years yeah, ago. I talk in my sleep all the time. Oh, wow. Like, so there is absolutely no relevance to... Whatever no. she was doing in life, like no. whatever you were doing in life. No. Given I do have like work nightmares, different right. types of work. I mean, nightmares. that's kind of what I was just assuming. But, um, uh, and then wrong. there was two other incidents: one that we experienced, and one that our friends over at the Scavengers Horde podcast because they're staying. They were staying There's there as well. A lot of Star Wars folks staying at the haunted hotel. Did you get any room history? Did they tell you room? Is that available? That's so not really part we of talked thing. to. Do you look that up or anything? We yeah, there's some stuff you can look up, and then we also talked to a like a concierge, and he told us a lot of good stories. Um, he told us a lot of stuff, but basically oh, there was a dude shot on our or stabbed on our in our hallway. Um, Not our room though. No, but close. Did the other people stay in a room like a? I don't know. Okay, right. Okay, what was your next? I experience? think this hotel's real spooky. I don't think I think it's just. And dude, I showed you the picture of the hallway. Like, I had people that thought the whole haunted hotel thing was creepy be like, yo, that hallway's creepy. It is creepy. Steel, I saw it. Steel Saunders himself was like, 
the hallway's creepy as fuck. I don't know if it was the lighting, but it kind of looked like maybe there were some stains on the carpet. Like I was like, <laughs> oh Jesus, that's creepy. Um, so one day we come back from the con and get into our room, and the window to our in our room is open. You could open the windows on the twelfth floor. Oh, it's open. I was like, oh, that's weird. You know, the cleaning lady all the had way been, open or one of those high right where it only opens like six inches. So it's it's one of these type of windows that opens this way. Okay, and it's it's big enough that you could get through, but it's not like a full size window. Um, it's open and like the cleaning ladies have been there and they'd mop the bathroom and stuff. It smelled like cleaning chemicals a little bit. I was like, oh, they're just probably letting the room air out. So just for our listeners, it opens horizontally kind of like a garage door and right. sticks straight out. Like yes, but you can fit out the window. I made sure I was, to make I was that just going to say, that's, was yeah. that's not a good idea yeah, to have in a haunted hotel. But you so, would have to get a chair or something in front of it to no, get out of there? No, Jesse was hanging half out of it one Ooh. night with steel up in our room. And I was Ooh. like, he referenced it. He was like, you were halfway out the window last night. Making me nervous. Ooh fascinated with how you could just look out the top, like lean out and look out this 12 story hotel. Well, I mean, the hotel's always <laughs> looking for another permanent guest. <laughs> so windows open. We close the window, um, rest up and go down to the bar for the evening. We ordered food. Then I spill Italian beef sandwich all over my lap. Italian Wait. beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. You skipped. Hold on. Jesse goes up, like in the interim, Jesse goes up to get something from the room and does not tell me that when she gets up to the room, our window is open. When you know that it had been closed before. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it was closed. Like I'm almost 100% positive. I didn't lock it. You didn't lock the window. I didn't lock the window. I don't know this information. So when I go up to change jeans, I go in, I'm like, oh, weird. The window's open. Maybe Jesse was vaping out the window when she went up. Close it, go downstairs, and I say to Jesse, Did you leave the window open? And she flips out. It was open when I went up there too. And you closed it after you found yeah, it open. Yeah, yeah. Did you lock it then? I don't I don't, don't remember. I don't remember. That's I don't okay. think that I locked it, but I did make a point to close it. And I'll say the rest of the weekend I always made sure that window was locked and it did never happen again. Could have been the wind. It's a very windy city. It is indeed the windy city. I mean, city. you're right. You're right. I, that was funny. Um, it was it hard to push open? How much? Like, how much pressure would you say to open the window? It would take. Would it take a Not good a push, or would you say to the me, window could just kind of like pop open with a strong gust? To me, it seemed just honestly maybe a little hard for the wind to open. You think? I, don't I mean, know. the wind was pretty strong I'll in tell Chicago. You this, if the door is open to the hallway and the window is not locked, locked and it there could cause that there pressure. is enough pressure difference to pop yeah those that open. could very well but be it was pretty open, open. Okay. not like open a little bit not it was open. very it was open. open so you it was pushed could, all the way so you could and there was open a it a little and you would have to push it the rest yeah. of the way yes okay now now we're talking now we're in interesting territory and and there a was a creepy, breeze right? but it wasn't Uh, there was a breeze, but it wasn't like strong gusts coming in the hotel room. Right. Okay. Um, the logical way I would just attempt skeptically to explain that, uh, either the pressure difference or it's gimmicky and there's some sort of magnet thing that the hotel would do. We thought about that. <coughs> or they have uh, 
for to enhance your experience, people housekeeping does little knickknacky shit and opens the door for you. I'd be pissed if that's the case. So not on our floor, but on the eleventh floor. We were on the twelfth. On the eleventh floor, this dude's going up the elevator with me and gets off and the lights are off in the hallway. And when he steps out, they turn on. And I was like, Oh <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I'm staying on this floor. <laughs> and then <laughs> Uh, I and said, yeah, not, that's creepy. And none of the lights are on. These were motion, motion activated. So oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that they must be motion activated, which is a weird thing for them to So maybe they also... I think that enhances your experience. Um, yeah, and I guess. And then um, Rachel and Kirsty from the Scavengers Horde mm-hmm. had a lamp turn on in their room in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Yeah, and they said, uh, one of them was saying it could be that they didn't like fully turn it off or something like or like you know, fully turn the switch. Yeah, those something. were those were odd lamps. They sort of had three turns, and one was like a half turn. So you know, but if Again. you want to hear more about it, you should check out your creepy your because creepy. she's gonna. But those are just the personal experiences. And yeah, on the show we're gonna talk about the hotel and stuff too, and different things hotel. that happened cool. there, and some stories that we heard, all of that. Um, if anyone listening to this stayed there or knows someone that has in the past and wants to write it an email, we're taking emails for our show too. So I'm going to have to listen to this, by the way. You creepy at gmail. There you go. There you go. That's a good plug. You creepy pod. Sorry. Natural. Look, I did it. Real, I fucked it all up, man. No, it's natural. You creepy pod at gmail. Um, so now you want to talk about Fallen Order that we got the spooky out of the way? Yeah. Um, so I'm impressed, by the way. It's. That's some impressive stories. Um, We ended up getting into the Galaxy's Edge panel, which we basically entered because we knew the Jedi Fallen Order panel was afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, that Disney... Like, there were definitely people that enjoyed it. There were people on the row with us that were enjoying it. Not my cup of tea, as far as a panel goes. Very dry... And like I said, the hype up show beforehand was real corny, real powerful. I was um, sleepy. And how uh, early in the morning did you say? This is at like eleven. Eleven in the morning. But you're going to bed at like two or three. Right. You got to get up at seven if you want to take a shower and Eat stuff. Some be- breakfast. And you know before you go and sit in the arena for a few hours. Um. <clears throat> um. And the main thing about it that was kind of weird is most of the information was all like stuff we had heard from those Anthony Bresnikan articles like a month ago or whatever. So like it wasn't anything necessarily brand new. They did show a cool clip of the Hondo Anaka animatronic talking and moving and it looked really cool. And then like it seemed like their big reveal was uh, Star Wars themed Coke products. Yeah. So they had like special. They're gonna. Have I saw special. the spherical. Yeah. The spherical the, with the arabesh. Yeah. For the each logo on them, I thought those was cool. It doesn't seem very ergonomic. Where are you gonna set that down? You can't set that down. Right. But it's very space age like. Right. I think they're they look neat. They look awesome. Will I buy a fucking Star Wars themed Diet Coke at Disneyland? But of course. They fit perfectly in a cooler and on ice. You know. Um. Our section <laughs> at that panel was like the kids at the pep rally that won't stand up yeah no like people were like when people would get up and cheer and stuff like our section we were was just all kind of de- sitting like there. not feeling it that morning well, i mean it's kind of be worth standing up for right you know 
Star yeah, Wars we were Coke, saving I don't it. know, is worth standing up for. Right. We are saving it for the Mandalorian. Um, <clears throat> and then, oh, you want to hear a funny story? Sometime the evening before, a rumor started at the Congress Hotel mm. Plaza Bar. This is maybe why. And I don't know why this rumor started, but somehow the rumor started that like the giveaway at the panel was going to be Disney tickets. And like it sounded a little fishy to me because that's very expensive. But then I heard other people being like, yeah, but like, you know, it's going to get people into the park. They'll spend money there. Blah, 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 blah. Right. All these different reasons. I was like, damn, maybe it's going to happen. It started to convince me. And we get there Saturday. And when you get in the lobby, they're handing out these little business cards that say, (laughs) turn this in for a special giveaway from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And it tells you where to go to redeem your card. And like we're standing there at the table and Jesse goes, well, do you know what it's for? And the lady's like, well, we've heard rumors, but we can't. Oh, she's, really she was like, it's something really good. That's what she tells me. She's like, it's something really good. No. And Jesse in front of the table is telling other people around like, I heard it's Disney the tickets. The rest of our group. Yeah. Not like random people. No, she's not, I'm not like telling you. Did you hear it's it. Disney tickets? I heard it's Disney tickets. I'm not and doing like, that. And like this lady's sitting there listening, right? And she knows it's not Disney tickets. And then we she get in there. Told me. They get in there and they're like, and everybody gets a t-shirt, a Star Wars Coca-Cola t-shirt. And dude, the sad look on some people in our group's face, I was, I was like, oh man, they were really sad on those Disney tickets. Not that it wouldn't have been cool, but like it was funny that like this weird little rumor started that I don't even know the source of. Yeah, that is too crazy. It's too much. But I was trying to get some fucking Disney tickets. So I mean, who enough would, people I mean, told me that it I, could happen that I was like, hey, maybe it could happen. I mean, Disney tickets are great, but what would have really been awesome were Galaxy's Edge tickets, like exclusive. Well, I mean, that's essentially what, what people were, were okay, saying was going to be. I thought it was just like just a ticket to Disneyland. I think that's awesome. But. Well, I mean, you would be able to go to Galaxy's Edge. I want the... V- Galaxy's Edge VIP. Oh, that would have been too sick if that's what it was. That's craziness right there. Get into get. Ga- oh, can you imagine first though? day Galaxy's Edge VIP tickets? or something like that? Like they that would never happen. They wouldn't but. waste that on a giveaway. You know, no. they want to make sure the people for that have the money to be there. You know? Now, I think that is why they're doing Celebration 2020 in Anaheim is so they can get people in. And like, it's gonna well, suck. Isn't it booked up until then already? I don't know because I think then? the pre-booking isn't – you can't do pre-booking like for the park itself like for that far ahead. I don't know. I, I, cause and I'm wondering. when exactly is it going to be? Like I need an exact date on celebration. I need to start like buying things for it. Like, right. Uh, we got to start planning. We want a room. Yeah, I got a fucking plan. I want to get like something right by the convention. Won't that be easy? Yeah. Um I really want to have a connected hotel. It's funny because we've been to two celebrations in a row and our hotel just gets closer and closer to the actual convention center. We weren't that far this time. No. And this one was really cool. I was so happy to stay in that hotel. Like as creepy as everyone keeps saying it was, it was fucking awesome. And the lobby was cool. It was beautiful. The staff was great there. I know we've, I know we've talked about this. Um, Jedi follow in order. Oh, yeah. What did you see? What did you think? I saw the trailer. It looks incredible. Yeah. It looks like a well-told story. Like, it looks like there's <coughs> some thought put into the story. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I did notice is that the whole... There's this feeling of the whole Star Wars underworld. 
element. Yeah, it, it kind of had a thirteen thirteen vibe from the trailer. Not exactly. Obviously, you're not in thirteen thirteen, but like some of the stuff you showed me gave me a bit of a vibe like that. Which you also uh, in the trailer you haven't seen with Ahsoka, you get that she goes to mm-hmm. the underworld of Coruscant. That was going to be a big thing in Star Wars stories. I mean, that's where he wanted to set the first live-action TV show. I mean, was there wasn't there levels in Knights of the Old Republic that was the under levels of Coruscant? Um, kind of. Yeah, you do kind of go down, and you're in like that weird sort of undercity or whatever prison camp type area, like in the first one. You would remember more Coruscant. than I do. That's not Coruscant. That's a different big sort of citywide planet. I can't remember the name of that planet. Um. The panel was pretty cool. It was like, it was a video, you know, there's a big difference between a video game panel and a, and a, um, a movie panel or a TV show panel. Right. They definitely made sure to stress like a single player only game, no microtransactions. Like they stressed that. They made sure to get that point across after the whole Battlefront 2 debacle. <clears throat> and, you know, I know it's just a, um, a cinematic trailer. But I feel like you can get a little bit of an idea of what the gameplay is going to be like from that. You're I gonna feel have like, like as well. It looks like you're going to have almost sort of like, in some instances, hand-to-hand combat-based force powers. Like you saw them getting into like tussles and then like sort of force-pushing people. There was some parkour stuff going on when he's running across the the wall. So I and like part of the trailer was that. He was trying to avoid using mm. his lightsaber or kind of like, I got the feeling he was trying to avoid being found out. Right. He's he's undercover. Under- he's trying to survive in a fucking right. Order 66 world. Don't get noticed. Yeah. Um. And I th- I saw the hand-to-hand combat and it kind of reminded me of like the whole Batman uh, yeah. in the field. Just, just looking at it briefly, right. but it would be cool. No- none of that was gameplay. That's all. Right. Pre-rendered cinematic. cinematic. We'll see gameplay at E3. Okay. They're following the exact same sort of plan as Battlefront 2. They showed us a cinematic trailer at Orlando with actual gameplay to follow in June. So What's really cool is the clip. It looks like he has a found lightsaber, and the other end is destroyed. And yeah. there is a pick where it's on like this runestone. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sick. It looks awesome. I have no idea what relevance that has, but it looks awesome. And you're also going to have like a little droid buddy that follows you around. I think he stays in your backpack or something. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. Uh, November 15th is the release date. So that means the Mandalorian comes out on the 12th. Three days later, Jedi Fallen Order. That's a good Star Wars Do you week. think they'll do like a Force Friday or something before it? They're doing a Force Friday in October called Triple Force Friday, and there's going to be um, merchandise available from Fallen Order, but not the game. So probably figures of the characters and stuff. So what's the triple? The movie, The Mandalorian, and, and Fallen Order? It's a big for Force Friday. This yeah, year. it is. And then GameStop, I think it's exclusive, is offering like a limited edition. I need to go pre-order mine tomorrow. A but- limited edition that's comes with an exclusive figure oh that's cool are they doing an xbox Ooh, if they were doing an xbox because by the way xbox was one of the sponsors of the fallen order panel Ooh, that would they, be cool they gave out uh 
one month Xbox Live codes to everybody with your poster. Huss got like seven. So people kept giving them to me that don't have Xbox Live. I was like, thank you. And he does bang rewards. So he told me, he said he maxed out his uh, like available. I can't prepay for prepay for Xbox Live anymore for a few months because I have Xbox Live paid for until April of 2023. Holy crap. Just from doing Microsoft rewards and then everybody giving me these codes and stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited for it. I'll have to... um, I can't wait to see actual gameplay. And uh, I don't know, man. It looks like November and December are going to be real cool for Star Wars. New story-focused single-player Star Wars game. Disney Plus and then episode nine. Black Friday, Star Wars, Xbox. Mm. It would be hard to pass up a Star Wars Xbox because they haven't done one yet. But But it's such, yeah, it's the end of the life cycle. And the new Xbox comes out next year. Yeah. Yeah. So like, am I really going to go dump a bunch of money on an Xbox that I'll have for a year? We could trade in the Slim, the S. And trade in the X because I'm sure it'll be an Xbox One X. Oh yeah, that's true. And then you'll just get more back for it. Um, you think there'll be any reference of Terrace Kasi? I don't know. The martial art. They they're pulling in the Inquisitors. That's cool. That's true. I think that Inquisitor is Barisafi. Barisafi from the Clone Wars. Okay. That's my personal theory. Um, was she a Jedi? She was. She's the one that sort of betrays Ahsoka in the That's right. arc where she... And then we never know what happens to her after yep. that. Um, all right. I guess we're going to talk about The Mandalorian then. Because that was Sunday. Dude, Sunday was interesting. The last thing I'll say about Fallen Order is yeah. that... In, you see him seeing a recording of the Order 66 command, right? Yeah. I think it would be cool if um, he gets to also see... Obi-Wan's warning where That'd be he cool too. alters the signal and you get to hear I, I don't know if they would spring for I almost feel like the game will start off with you playing him as a Padawan with his master and Just that'll be how, yeah that'll be like sort of the imagine the tutorial stage from the Force Unleashed where you're like on Kashyyyk killing all the Wookiees as mm-hmm. Darth Vader but this will be you when Order 66 and I imagine you'll play through that and then there'll be a time jump if I had to guess that's how it'll sort of be structured that'll be cool um, anyway, next day. <clears throat> next day, Sunday, we get up to go to the Mandalorian, and it's a full-on snowstorm. More yep. snow than I've ever seen in my life. It and snowed for like 14 hours straight. What? I had drank a lot the night before. I wasn't hungover, but I was tired. Oh, that's the night we went to the steel event. Saturday night yeah, was Saturday the steel night. event. Emily's uh, did a great job writing her fan fiction. I don't want to spoil too much because he's going to put oh, yeah. it up on YouTube and stuff, but will Look at me in my eyes. When that comes up on YouTube, you you need to watch it. Got it. You Seriously. need to see what Jonathan Grosso did. Oh my god! I can't. Oh I can't spoil goodness. it. For I've you. never seen more people embarrassed in one place together. Seriously, <sighs> ever in my Not life. Embar- but like, wow, this is really happening. Well, embarrassed and laughing, but like, <laughs> like, I mean, it was very funny, but it was also like it made almost everyone blush. Like, it, oh, wow. well, the whole thing. It, it was, was a weird inducing. experience. Oh, it was wow. so much fun. Um, I also have a theory that it made everyone drink more because they were like, oh, this uh, group group experience we just went through. Cathartic. 
I'm just saying some people might have Johnny Grosso ding dong PTSD. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. Um, he didn't really show his ding dong. I don't want to lead anybody to think that he actually whipped. Just watch Dude, the video. My eyebrows and see were what so happened. far up my head. I was like, Johnny Gross, ding dong. Ding watch, dong. watch the video and see yeah. what happened. Yeah, look out for that on Steele's YouTube channel. Um, so, crazy snow. I'm like, fuck taking public transportation today. We're Ubering again. I'm not going to wait on a bus in Smart. the snow. Um, you know that scene in Lord of the Rings when they're trying to get up the mountain? And Saruman the White sends the snowstorm to fuck with him. That's kind of like, yeah, that was me trying to lead Jesse to the Mandalorian panel. Yeah, honestly, I wish I had my umbrella in our car, but it was like three blocks away. I wasn't going to walk to the car just to get it, but it would have made me so late. Um, so, I mean, if that, you know, if I were there, I would have been like making Lord of the Rings jokes the whole time. I was thinking them. Um, like the ring bearer shall decide what do you think about what do you think so i you know i'm very happy i got to see the footage but i also think it's kind of shitty that they didn't show it off i don't know why they didn't show it off to everybody talking about the mandalorian yeah and i wonder if it's because they don't want to take too much attention off of episode nine like this was kind of like the big push or the big reveal for episode nine and see to me with knowing that the bootlegs were going to show up on youtube why like what's the point what's the point in not releasing that to the public well they were supposed to warn people not to film but they didn't well i mean and they're not going to stop everyone i'm just saying there's an asshole out there even that is warned not to film is going to film anyway yeah the only thing that it's been really serious that i've ever been to is the tool concert that we went to the security was fucking on it they were running across when they'd see a phone come out and i mean demand that you turn it off oh wow i snuck a couple of pictures but that was it yeah i took i took pictures until they told us to stop filming uh because i didn't want to get kicked out right <laughs> i mean you want to see it you and don't security is like right behind us you know like um we'll get caught first so they announced some information um gina carano is you know we knew from the casting announcement she's playing a character cara dune who's a former rebellion shock trooper okay and carl weathers is playing a character called grief karga and he is basically that's who you see the mandalorian going to to get his jobs the bounty giver yeah yeah uh and then it wasn't confirmed during the panel but afterwards that that is not ag ig88 we see in the footage that's ig11 okay so that was confirmed well, that just opens a box of, is there a mad scientist creating IGs? Well, that's it wasn't really a... Um, so, in the Scum and Villainy book, they kind of discuss, discuss how it wasn't that... They were making this dro- these droids, and for some reason, this like batch of them kind of went off the rails. Gained self-awareness? Or something. What was the deal with IG-88? What is his official... like? He's a bounty hunter. I know, but... He's sentient, right? I mean, I guess as much as a droid is individual approach. I just that's what I don't know. We don't. I mean, we don't. I thought he was an anomaly because he canonically we don't have a ton about IG eighty eight anymore. Yeah, because any IG eighty eight. I think all that I learned was from Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, that's you know, and that's not canon. Um, but we sure did see him kicking some ass in that trailer. Yeah, we did. 
And he's like in two different directions was the cool thing. Yeah. He was like, kill dude in front of me, kill dude right behind me. So what did you think of the scene? We watched. Incredible. You, bootleggy. Oh, bootleggy. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Watching Warner Herzog <laughs> chew up the scene is nice. Oh, dude. And his narration in the trailer yeah, and right. stuff was good. Um, I'm so excited. Um, the thing that sparked my, uh, just right off the bat was what is that mineral or that payment or that, or I can't, that say, supposedly well, belongs to the Mandalorian so in the first place. If you is notice that what Mandalorian armor is made out of that makes it so amazing. Like, I think so. So if you notice in that scene, which we assume is from the beginning of the show, only his helmet is like shiny Yeah. in the behind the scenes stuff and the trailer. There were parts where he's decked out full in that shiny armor. I think he uses that armor, that metal to craft a full suit of Mandalorian armor at some point in the series. And they said the name of that stuff like three times. And I couldn't. And I couldn't pick it out on the thing we were watching. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's bootleg quality and we couldn't just, you know, it wasn't crystal clear, but I can't really reproduce it now. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Feskar, Felspar. Or something something like that. And I think Best that is guard. why he's like, it's good that that's back in the hands of a Mandalorian. So like after, you know, after something so long. Yeah. Writing. Like, dude, I think they're going to get full on as a Mandalorian history at parts of this, you know, Ooh, I'm excited. And then in the, and the other question, he's got stormtrooper guards. He does. Or are those stormtroopers? Are they simply? Well, he's also his chest plate has an imperial cog on it. Does it? So you know, in the canon after Return of the Jedi, it's not like the Empire just completely dissolves. There are different like imperial governors and like leaders that like warlords, right? Sort of grab power for themselves yep. in isolated sections. There Got was it. that. Star Wars mobile game that came out a couple years ago. Commander? No, maybe Legacy, Star Legacy. Wars Legacy. And um, the story in that was that the whole Anowat system where Bespin is was blocked off by this one sort of Imperial guy. Okay. So if I had to guess, that's pro- Warner Herzog was probably a, an Imperial moth or governor or something right. that's taken over this region as his own. Makes uh, perfect sense. In the the trailer portion or the montage portion, you see him using that fucking holiday special weapon to zap some folks. Mm-hmm. You see him like yeah, that was pretty cool. Whip somebody with it like a stormtrooper, and it like shatters Shat- their helmet. Yep. Oh my goodness! I'm looking forward to it. I love the interaction about the pucks, you know, and he's yeah. like, you know, the largest one I have is five thousand. He's like, like that, that won't, won't even cover. Fuel. fuel yeah and they also confirmed in the panel that his ship is the razor crest which so. looks amazing did you catch that it looks like a republic gunship like the ones on attack of the clones that show up to the clone wars i guess i didn't because it doesn't have the wings but it, now that it looks you're talking like about it's it retrofitted with engines on it's the got the body and they had engines but they weren't that big like, right i think it's been modified it's cool or you know inspired by that it's pretty neat it is neat um i like that it was a real model yeah that they actually built the model and the motion control camera and stuff film and all that at ilm amazing that's cool and uh him talking about how the cast you know the people that favreau had put together the directors the directors yeah. yeah i thought oh man dream team 
Dream well, team. During the panel, they were like, you know, we took a lot of inspiration from samurai movies. Come on now. Get the and westerns and like this is speaking my language. I am all about this. Um I wonder did you anything else from the Mandalorian? So excited for that. So excited. So much to talk about from celebration. Um I'm gassing out too. I mean like, that wraps up all your panels and stuff, like yeah, I'm trying news to think, wise. Trying, that's all we saw so far. I mean, there was Clone Wars stuff. I haven't had a chance to dig into it and see what all they said. I saw a picture of you and Johnny with Snap. Yeah, that happened Saturday night too. We went out to dinner with our buddy Evan, artist extraordinaire. And DeCellis. DeCellis and Eric Hansen. That's a good dude. And Johnny. We all went out for sushi. It was a nice night. It was a wonderful dinner. And we roll in there and we're getting sat at our table. And Johnny's like, hey, is that Greg Grumberg? And I like lean over. Sure enough, it is. And I immediately like, I'm going to go talk to him. And I go, should I go talk to him? And Johnny's like, play it cool. Is he eating? And I look, and it looks like he's done eating. So I'm like, let's go. So like, I just go. Johnny comes. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm so excited that you're back in episode nine. Did you say, Mr. Grumber? Or how did you get his attention? What's the first? I said, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just wanted to say, I'm so excited that you're back in episode nine. So nice. Couldn't be nicer. Chatted with me and Johnny for a good, like, five minutes. Yeah. Told us about how... He had seen the trailer and knew he wasn't in the trailer, but didn't know that they were going to show the picture of him during the panel. And during the panel, he was doing a signing at Celebration, and JJ was texting and being like, if you can get away, come to the panel. Come to, he was trying to get him to come to the panel, but he couldn't leave because of the signing. Oh. And then he started finding out from people on the floor that they showed the picture off. And we talked about beards a little bit. Nice. I told him, I was like, I, I like your beard. I was like, yeah, as you can see, I'm a fan of beards. And right before that, we met some dogs right outside yeah. of the restaurant. I pet some a, friendly dogs outside. It was magical. It's a magical Celebration is magical. Sounds like magic. There's magic in the air. <clears throat> and apparently 14 hours of snow in the air just waiting to get dropped down. Magic. Um, Star Wars Christmas. Mm-hmm. It did kind of turn Holiday into, special. It was kind of a holiday special. Um. Yeah, he couldn't have been nicer. Johnny asked him some questions, and like, and then we were on our way. Awesome, yeah. Appro- total appropriate encounter. So friendly, so nice. And we had some nice. delicious sushi. Really good sushi. I'd love to hear that celebrities mm, show. are good people. Yeah, yeah, public. he seemed like it. You know, because sometimes you don't hear that, and it really kind of bums you out. But we, Mr. Grumberg seemed like a good we were guy also anyway. when Jesse we were shopping on the show floor the last day. And turn around and Donald Faison and Bobby Moynihan are just standing there, not talking to anybody. I think they had just left like the resistance panel and just hit the floor because within moments people were like around them talking. To them. But I was like, hey, we look, saw that's, him first. that's Donald Faison and Bobby were Moynihan. Were they kind of like waiting for people to approach them or they were, were they just no, chatting they were looking individually? At, they were looking at Star Wars They stuff. were walking the floor. Yeah. 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 They really didn't want to draw a lot of attention. I said hi, like passing by, um, but I didn't like stop them or people were mobbing them. Well, I mean, once word gets out. Yeah. And there was another time that I don't know what the guy's name is, but the dude that plays Cal in Fallen Order, um, he was doing an interview on the floor and there were so many people like mm-hmm. just 
right there. And I, I mean, I was one of them taking pictures, so I guess I'm part of the problem. But it would, that would be overwhelming. You're trying to do an interview and there's like tons, hundreds of people in a circle right around you. Yeah. I hate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll remember more stories and more people we got to hang out. There's so many people like I don't want to be like, and we hang out with this person and this person and this person. Donald Faison and Bobby Moynihan, you know, they were overwhelmed. They were like, I mean, they're fairly large celebrities like yeah. Donald Faison, Clueless, and Scrubs, and then yeah, like ten years of Scrubs or right, something. He like and Moynihan's SNL dude, right? And then he's he voices like half of the kids show stuff, you know. <clears throat> so. We're running real late. We're going to just do our voicemails that we got tonight. Do you want guys want to do that and then call it a night? Hell yeah. All right. Well, you know, we got to do a little ditty. Speaking of which, I got to meet this beautiful man. I got to hang out with Steve Adi. Did you really? Yeah. And he is a delight. I can only imagine. He is a delight. He's probably a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. He hooked me up with the... Uh, Funko Pop that I wanted. The exclusive. He got in and... Grabbed it for me. Nice. Dude. What a dude. What a dude. I was trying to get him to sing it for me. I was like, let's just belt it out. Thankfully, he had better sense to not I mean. do that. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of Kia D, you see that white bag right there? Yeah. Open that up. That's two of my my Star Wars purchases. I'm always now going to just imagine Steve singing that song. These are for my collection. That's a Clone Wars Kia D Mundi, and that's a concept art Kia D Mundi. Kia D. Dude, this concept is cool. Right. It's fucking cool with the eye patch. I was about to say, why doesn't he have an eye patch for real? I love it. I think that might have been a missed opportunity, Uncle George. Right. Do you know how much that adds to his badassness? Yeah. He, he looks pretty badass. I think, the Clo- Clone, I think the Clone Wars one looks cool too, man. It's because it's like in the animated style. I mean, yeah, I just haven't even gotten there yet. He's he's flipping you off. Kind of. With his, uh, his lightsaber. Yeah. Hand. <clears throat> That's just the kind of dude he is. He's a cockhead. All right, so our first voicemail is from the king of all Toms, the King Tom, who we got to hang out with and is, dude, King Tom is a mountain of a man. <laughs> he is so tall. Is he really? You know, he everybody's tall, tall to me, but he's at least two more people taller than me. Oh, two whole people. <laughs> he's tall. and He's a very nice guy, too. He he's is, a very nice, tall guy. Wait, imagine, and very relaxed and cool. Imagine what you think King Tom would be like from all his voicemails and coming on the podcast and stuff. He's that dude. He is. He is. And that's like, that's, that's what you want. You want Authentic. People, yeah. He sounds smart and funny and nice. 100%. So uh, let's hear what King Tom had to say. Hey, Hoss.
Cousin Will. It's Friday. Celebration ended almost a week ago, and I am still riding high off of the euphoria (laughs) from Celebration. Yet, it it was all the awesome stuff that came out at Celebration, but even more than that was getting to meet and hang out with friends I've known for a while. It feels like I've known some people forever. You know, that, that was definitely by far my favorite thing about celebration especially you buddy Hawes and there were people like Will who either didn't go to celebration who I didn't get to meet or who were at celebration that I didn't get to meet uh and but you know what that's why we have podcasts that's why we have future celebrations and one of the event highlights you know I I was lucky I got to be in some of the larger panels and I I had Hawes Burkhart right behind me for the Mandalorian panel. There were times I thought I might need a towel to pass back to him, but it was it was a great experience. One thing that we saw in the Mando uh, panel, that little preview, uh, Werner Herzog, it's, it looks like he's playing some imperial official trying to retake control of an area. And one of the th- one of the things that I did like about Legends was that you had all these little imperial remnants. And I'm going to say I liked them, but at the same time I didn't. I think that Marvel Comics probably portrayed them best. You know, they didn't have a big plan for the classic Marvel series, so they were always these disparate groups of imperial remnants just looking for control of their sector. And I think at this point, you know, five years after Return of the Jedi, that's all these little imperial remnants are, and they're going to look different. You know, he didn't look like any imperial official or bureaucrat we've ever seen before. Uh, so they are going to be different. They're going to have different goals. They're just going to want power for themselves. And I think that in this point of the new canon, we have to remember that there are either these little imperial remnants throughout the galaxy, or there's the big group of imperials who are out hiding in the unknown regions. And I am going somewhere with this, I promise you. It feels like now they're only starting to open up the storytelling post-Return of the Jedi. And I think if they keep the Imperial Remnant's idea small, then they'll do it. But if it's, you know, every story that comes out, some washed-up Imperial or, you know, group of stormtroopers is is looking to, to cause havoc or retake control, overthrow the New Republic, I think that's going to get old. But what's your feeling on this? Can they be, you know, can these random groups of Imperials working on a small scale still be an effective storytelling device? And can we get that together with the Imperials who are hiding out waiting for the First Order? Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the awesome podcast. And I will talk to you later. Yeah, I think they can pull that off. I think think so too. I, I agree with King Tom. I hope it's not a story device that they go back to a lot. It's kind of like the... um the sassy droid in the Disney era. Everything's got a sassy droid. For the most part, I really like them, though, but it's one of those things they keep re- revisiting. You yeah, get, even BB-8's a little sassy. Yeah, you get BB-8, you get Bucket, you get K2SO, you get Triple Zero, you get, you know what I mean? Like L3. 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 You get uh, the other droid from Rebel Chopper and the Imperial droid from Rebels. It's something that they've... I do like that Imperial droid. The one that sounds like Snape. Mm-hmm. It's it's Stephen Stanton doing the voice, but he does like an Alan Rickman type thing. I like that. Um, so I, I agree with King Tom. I hope it's not something they constantly go back to in the story. And depending on its scale, I think it can be effective if the, if you're really seeing how this like imperial holdout is affecting this sector or just the single planet. Yeah. 
<coughs> and it'll be neat to see him stormtroopers. Hell yeah. What do you think? I agree. All righty then. Well, that's one voicemail down. I think we got two more voicemails and then a lot of emails. Guys, email guys, I'm sorry. You can read them real quick. No, I can't. I'm fading. We need to do them justice, and I wouldn't do them justice. So we have, you remember our buddy, um, Jacoby, that's the butcher? Yes. You know, last John time. John H. Jacoby. When you were on last time, we asked for butcher secrets. Yes, we did. He said, this is a sacred butcher secret I'm sharing with you guys. Ooh. If you love ribeyes, you'll really dig this steak. I, t- I love ribeye is my I favorite. And mine too. But if you don't hear from me next week, it's because the meat cutter mafia got me, Jacoby. You ready? I'm ready to hear this. Mm, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, literally. Hello there, and Will. It's Jacoby again. So to answer your two questions last week about um, what piece of meat or what cut of meat is kind of like a secret, um, the chuck eye steak. Now, the chuck eye comes from the chuck roast, which is in the shoulder. And the chuck eye itself is probably six to eight inches away from where the ribeye starts. And in my opinion, the chuck eye steak is just as good as a ribeye steak. Ooh. Now, there's only about four to six inches of the animal that are considered uh, the chuck eye. So it's a pretty rare piece of meat, no pun intended, to, to find. Um, so keep your eye out for when a grocery store or butcher shop near you has chuck roasts on sale. That's when they're going to generate more chuck eye steaks because the chuck eye steak is a byproduct. And the other question about what, what pieces of meat or what pieces of the animal are kind of underutilized, it's anything that would be considered offal is what we call it in the market. And that's from your, you know, your feet or your neck bones ears, snout, tongue, all of that stuff that is another byproduct. Um, It's just in most markets, it's not used very much. The uh, small town that I moved in from, uh, we had a really large Spanish community and they actually used a lot of the offal for different types of soups and stocks and such. So anyway, I hope that answered your two questions. And if you have any other questions about meat cutting feel free to throw them at me i don't get to share oh. my experience or what i've learned very much kind of a weird thing to be excited about anyway so real quickly i've just got a star wars misconception i'd like to share with you guys oh yeah um growing up until i was about 10 years old the only star wars movie i had was uh, a new hope on vhs um And that was kind of like the movie that I watched all the time when it was rainy outside and I couldn't play or I was sick or whatever. But one thing that I was my misconception is when Han plots the trip to Alderaan, he says that we'll arrive in, oh, 200 hours. I literally thought he meant we'll be there in about 200 hours. I didn't understand the concept of military time until I was like in middle school when I had a buddy who was really into military stuff. And he he was like, no, dude, like he's talking like, we'll be there at two o'clock in the morning. So I thought it took them for a long time, about a week to, to get to Alderaan, you know, anyway, so kind of a silly, stupid one, but, um, yeah, I hope the two of you are doing well and yeah, that's about it. Keep on keeping on fellas, blue harvest, friends and family, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. This is Jacoby, punching out.
excellent advice. Guess Chuck who's going to be hunting Chuck Eye steaks? Chuck Eye steaks. Me. Well, he should not have offered. I'll have all kinds of questions for him. Okay, give him one. Ooh, um, I've always heard of the hanger steak, and it's always been tough, and I always have to tenderize it. And I wonder if where I, where does the hanger steak come from, and why is it so tough? Okay. Um, but good. Good question. Also, when know. he was talking about the awful, all the stuff, I was like, yeah. And when he was naming it, before he was talking about the Spanish community using a lot of it, um, I did know of the lengua tacos, the beef tongue tacos. I've in had the Spanish those. Community. Those are really good. Yeah. But all the parts he was naming off, I was like, soup, soup, soup. Like, yeah. that's what those are all usually used for, stocks, <clears throat> soups and stocks. Well, right on. So I also have a question. Um, okay. I read in the Pioneer's Handbook that you can use the bladder from animals to make a balloon. And I just wonder if he's ever done that. I hope he's never put his mouth on a dead I hope animal's so. bladder. Oh, you clean it first. You can boil that bitch. We, can we, boil that bitch. I did not know that. Yeah. Boil that bitch. Well, now. I mean, that's got, how they used to make balls, right? Like, yeah. Like play ball. Like, yeah, I read it in the Pioneer Handbook. Like kids. They hmm. used a pig's bladder, but. Kick around the pig's bladder instead of the old soccer ball. Well, now exactly. We got a message from Royal Farm Boy. Oh, ho, ho. how y'all doing? I'll do highs and will, my moisture farmer I'll brothers. Do. It's Anthony, Royal Farm Boy from that Twitterverse. All right, so here we sit now on the other side of celebration. Had to get there one way or the other, and here we are. Wow, that was one hell of a weekend, even though just like Will, I weren't there. Well, I kind of was in a way through Yins, through you guys, and Johnny, and Josh Chapman, and Turbo. Oh, and a mess of other folks, Claire, and Charlie. Um, yeah, I even done went and took them four, five days, five days off as vacation from work. Well, not counting Saturday and Sunday because I don't work them days. Fuck yeah. But. Yeah, I was there and definitely in spirit with all of you. And thank you for doing and sharing what all you done. So holy shit, we got give a whole lot of stuff. And I'll just let the rise of Skywalker. We'll see what the, what else we learn as we go. We got eight months yet to go. The one thing, something really peaked out to me. Got my curiosity at first when we was told about Mandalorian. And I know Haas got a hankering for some Mandalorian. And up until that point that we was told about, Mandos weren't really a thing for me. I enjoyed stories and such, but more into military type. Hell, I was in the 501st, so I think that explains that. But no, I, after I went and got to see that pirated images from the panel that we at home got blacked out, couldn't get to see. And I ended up finding out in a funny kind of way that that was Dan Zare from Coffee with Kenobi <laughs> was done the first one to put that out. And I wouldn't have never expected him to be pirating things out. So good on him for that. And thank him. Yeah, they got my full attention now. I want to see what all this is. So damn, <laughs> looking really good. And yeah, it's going to do what every other Star Wars story, new one does. It's going to be something different for sure. Um, one other thing crossed my mind off and on again as Celebration went is 
I mentioned on other friends show, so I'm going to go put this down here too now is in these days and months yet to come as we go through there likely to be some rough spots a couple folks maybe want to go make it that way and when that happens and it surely will remember what you got how you felt when you were at celebration remember what that all remember what all that was and how everybody felt and was with with one another because when them rough spots come, yeah, you remember back to celebration. That's what our fandom is. That's who we are and how we are. Not them loud few. So let's see what some other folks can send Blue Harvest. And I look forward to that. And what other all stories Jim's are going to spin, which you probably already did because voice spells usually come at the last of the show. So I'll be listening Saturday morning. Black coffee and biscuits and gravy. Hmm. May the force be with you both, my moisture farmer friends. See you on the radio. I could go for some biscuits and gravy right now. Mm, Fuck up some biscuits right. and gravy, dude. Um, it's good. Uh, it was neat seeing how stoked on and positive people were about Star Wars. That's what that was. was a good. That was a good <clears throat> positive message. It was good. It was good. Fun, like, <clears throat> and the assholes that want to bring Star Wars celebration down. There were a couple of them there. And but in small, you, small well, numbers. That's what I was gonna say. Is like they try to act like they've got this big following. They're big and bad. Ooh, we're the. Why would you want to bring a celebration down? The very nature of because a that's how they that's how they get money out of other people on YouTube. Oh. Is talking shit about Star Wars for the last two years. So so they were there demagogues, right? And they try to make it at, seem like they have this huge group, buddy. I saw one of them walking around live streaming with his huge group and it was like six people and he would stand in big crowds of people and like pan around to make and they it look weren't like, very cool looking well we've known that for a while but mm. i like his message and i like his idea we're gonna stick with the uh celebration feeling ride that high right in the star wars episode nine uh the res- resistance season two jedi fallen order mandalorian clone wars cassian like we got so much good stuff coming that like Fuck all those dudes. I just can't believe if you had a problem with something, you'd pay all this money to show up and shit on it. Funny, ain't it? Wouldn't you just move on and find something else to enjoy? But I guess if you... You don't make money that way. If you... That's not your brand. If you make your living off hate. Yeah. You gotta show up and spread some hate to make some money. Do you think those fucking dickholes get media badges? I'm sure they do. I don't know. I didn't get one, but that doesn't mean much. I mean, they, you know. I mean, if they have a, you know, media following, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. Well, guys. I'm not a journalist. I think that's going to do it for us this evening. I, I have to go pee so bad. I would like to thank you for having me on here. Thanks for coming over. It's always fun to do it in person. And the celebration jam with Jesse is the perfect one. Amazing. So, guys, um. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. We have a Patreon page that you can check out at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. There's a special episode, a celebration episode of Jaws up there now that you guys can check out. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm sure we're going to be picking up the pieces of stuff we didn't cover and get into all you guys' emails. So, 
Until next week, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.